Do a little jog. Movement's all good. Drinks are all good. You can never, ever, ever put liquids on top of the espresso machine. Mm. You get taste scores of zero. Did I do that? Okay. Yeah. What do I do with them if I... Just put them off to your side with your pitchers. Okay. So no liquids on top of... That guy, machine. who's getting super serious about the placement of cups, that's Seth Taylor. He's a coffee roaster here in Toronto. But right now, he's being a coach. A barista coach. This is Brewing It Over. My name is Sunil Pabari, and I'm one of the folks behind The Roasters Pack. This is the podcast where I talk with coffee people about the depths of coffee and what makes it so fascinating. Something for you to brew over while you drink your morning cup. And today we're covering something kind of fun. Barista competitions. Now the barista Seth is helping to train Derek Hammers. He's four days out from competing in his very first barista competition. There are a lot of balls in the air to try and nail a barista comp. And apparently, you can never, ever, ever put cups on top of an espresso machine. And that's just one of the things you have to remember while you're making four espressos, four milk-based drinks, and four signature beverages, which is the basic requirements for a barista comp. All the while talking through your beverages and giving an immaculate, entertaining, confident, inspiring, and delicious performance. It's very intense. And for the past few years I've been in coffee, I've always loved watching competition. It's a bunch of coffee nerds getting really nerdy about coffee, which is something I clearly like to do here at the Roasters Pack. But every time I've talked to someone before, during, or after a competition, they always had this look, this look on their face. It's a look that's like reminiscent of someone who's just been through something really tough. Like they just went through a journey. Like that face when someone just finished a really intense exam. Or that face when someone just ran a 10K for the first time in years. And that reaction was so fascinating to me, which is why I wanted to bring my microphone along with me at this year's Canadian Barista Comps to hear from my fellow coffee nerds and learn about that experience firsthand. Derek, a first-time competitor, was using a coffee roasted by Seth Taylor. It was an Ethiopian varietal, a geisha, but it was grown in Costa Rica, making for a coffee that is definitely worthy of being showcased on this platform. I just really liked the story of this coffee because, you know, it's such a unique dominant varietal and I was really curious to see what would happen when you when you took it out of Ethiopia and you and you regrew it in a different terroir with a lower elevation and a different processing method so the honey process is a is a very traditional Costa Rican processing method that's been you know passed down and perfected by generations of Costa Rican coffee producers and they always make just amazing sweets and espressos so I was curious to see how um, uh, how how that would change the varietal, and it would and it did so in really surprising ways. Actually, um, one of the most revealing moments was when we added milk to this coffee, okay, and it just lifted that varietal right out of the cup. Cool. Yeah, and it was just all green and black tea and honey notes, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like you can't even tell this is grown in Costa Rica. Cool. You know, and then we took the milk away, and it was like, "Whoa, Costa Rica!" You know. <laughs> So that should give you an idea of the passion for coffee that's flowing through the competitor's veins. But it's not just nerding on about coffee. Here's Ann Cumbie, a previous barista competitor who recently started a new coffee company called Rep Coffee Solutions, explaining more on what barista competitions are all about. You know what? Several times this weekend, I have, uh, I have said to people 
in an excited voice. I've said, this is my Super Bowl because competition is my favorite time of year, is the culmination of the best. It's where the best people from all over the country come together, bringing their best coffees that they have to offer with their best routines prepared. And it's, it's a parade of the best. Anne has competed five times before, but this year she decided to take a break and be a judge. Um, so would you have any advice for competitors before they compete, um, before they go like dive into this madness of competition? My main advice would be, A, go for it, because it's awesome and you will learn a lot, uh, and B, find a team. I think I can't personally stress enough how important it is to have a coach or someone to like make sure you eat, um, to make sure that you, your dishes are actually polished, to bounce ideas off of, to watch you uh, rehearse and fake tech judge you and get in your way by accident slash on purpose. Um, yeah, I, I, the first year I competed, I nearly did it alone and it nearly broke me. Uh, I disqualified for going over time. And I think part of that is that I didn't ever have anyone to keep me in check. And then the following year when I competed again, I had a phenomenal team. I was working for a roaster at that point. And so that roaster invested money and energy and time in me and, and gave me the opportunity to sort of hit the ground a lot harder. Um, and I, I, that's where I found my most success was with that team. Mm-hmm. So, cool. yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's your, like, mom, find someone, anyone to support you and be your team. Bringing in advice from another seasoned competitor, I reached out to Cole Tarot. Cole is the director of coffee for Rosso Coffee Roasters out of Calgary, Alberta. And he actually took first place in the 2018 Canadian Barista Comps, which means he went on to represent the country in the international competition. And there, he crushed it. He finished sixth place in the world, a really incredible accomplishment. He was competing in this barista competition, the same one as Derek, hoping for a first place repeat. So I had to ask him about his tips and tricks for making it through the difficulty of barista competition. What about advice for like handling nerves or like just making it through like the actual emotional hardness of doing a barista competition? Of getting in front yeah. of a bunch of people and... Yeah, and like putting your heart and feel. soul into this. Yeah. Like, you're not just, this isn't just something you try like one day. You're, you're like there working really hard to make this an awesome presentation, right? Right, right. It's, yeah, it's numerous days or weeks or months of lead up depending on the person. But I think uh, for me, I, I do meditation and kind of get in the mindset. I try to block out other stuff on the lead up. Um, I would say for, uh, for, other people, I, you know, I, I don't know what their headspace looks like, but try to just really focus in on it. Try to not think about the nerves. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I think the second you think about the nerves, they grow and grow and grow, and you uh, create kind of, you know, that cancerous thought of, oh, shit, I have to do this. But if you go into it with the I'm going to do this mentality... Mm-hmm. I think it's it's easier. It's another day, like it's it's a service at the end of the day. And it's true. At the end of the day, it's just another barista service. But that's easier said than done. One of the first things Derek mentioned to me was that he was struggling to get down his breakfast in the morning because of all the nerves. 
Back to Derek on his thoughts on competition two days out from the Canadian comps. So for this routine, you kind of touched on it, but there's going to be like a few different aspects where you're going to have to make some espresso. Yeah. You have to make a milk-based drink and then a signature drink. And then also all through that, you're going to have to be like talking and explaining and putting on this performance. So that was, that was hard. The first couple, I mean, again, like it's, it's new to me and I do this in a cafe, but I'm just sort of riffing the whole time and I'm, I'm not like having to give a rehearsed 15 minute presentation, right? Like most cafe interactions are, you know, 15 seconds or something, yeah. right? And I get a little one-liner in about the coffee. Oh, I just, you know, love how this coffee tastes like this, right? Yeah. Um, but but for this, you have to, like, go kind of deep into the story of it. And doing that while making the drinks at the same time and pouring and sort of, you know, trying to relax yourself and not make mistakes, it's... it, it was. I have a lot of respect now for competitors. I... I mean, this competition brought so much out of me that I didn't even realize I had in me. And, um, and now, yeah, being able to like really talk through a story and give that to somebody and, and, and almost like perform it is, is definitely going to pull people into a cafe environment. And, and it's so much hard work. Like, yeah, I have a lot of respect for competitors now. <laughs> nice. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'm ho- I'm waiting till the moment where it like becomes fun. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this this one was a big learning curve for me, but I'm thinking next year it's going to be like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think like you know once you start not worrying as much about like some of the really technical things. Yeah, can... yeah. When it's when it's ingrained, in you, it's like yeah, I know the steps and I know what I have to watch for and where I'm going to get points off and that sort of thing. And you know now it's about what can I what what um, you know, sort of flair can I bring to this performance? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, what are you most nervous about for the competition? <sighs> What's causing you not to be able to eat your yeah. oatmeal in the morning? Um, so the shakes are, mm-hmm. you know, I get, you know, when it's, it's different when I'm performing it for, you know, friends and stuff that aren't really in coffee that's sitting on my routine. But when you have a bunch of, coffee people sitting in there with a the crowd behind you like it you know it, it racks your nerves a little bit and my hands get a little shaky and I'm just hoping that I don't spill anything or yeah. you know but I've, I've I've learned to slow down in areas where I, I worry that I'm going to do that and and just take it slow and yeah cool yeah do you mind explaining like you said you put a lot of work into it can you talk me through like how this whole training process has been for you so <laughs> I've been doing I took myself basically off the schedule from the federal for the last three weeks. I work Sundays, brunch, that's pretty much it. And every day I get here around 10 or 11 and I do run-throughs as long as I can till like six. And then I go home and there's a meeting room in my condo building that I use and I just rehearse my speech again and again and again and I do shadow boxing so I you know I get my movements right and every time Seth sets in sits in on a uh, on a run he'll give me comments to take back and so I'll make changes and I'll try and really like you know get the muscle memory in on the changes with it, whether it be you know like place your place your cups this way put your pitchers over here don't do this make sure that you're using this cloth purge with this thing um you know and then there's a cleaning routine and um 
you know, this is your setup and your tray goes here and this and that. And, you know, when you're, when you're walking something over to the table, you're, you're talking as much as you can. And he'll, he would mess with me too in runs. He would, he would sit there <laughs> with a kind of stern face on and I'd ask him to do things and he wouldn't do the things. And I would tell him again, okay, so now take your spoon and stir your espresso three times. And he, <laughs> he would just look at me and not pick the spoon up. And I'd be like, why aren't you doing that? And he's like, go away right now. <laughs> really yeah and i was like you're not allowed to say that what do you what do you, what do you mean and then we would we would stop the run and he'd say okay so every time that you tell your judge to do something and they're not doing it you just carry on you they have a head judge there that's going to make sure that they do all these things mm. and if they don't you know it's their fault but you've given them the instructions and that's as far as you need to go you don't need to keep telling them so things like that stuff where he would, yeah, he would mess with me intentionally and then he would teach me a lesson. I say, okay. And I come back and I do it again and yeah. Yeah. And then I take it all home. So yeah, lots of, you know, I, I dove in and I, I did, you know, I've done a lot of hours on it. My wife has been, you know, amazing through all this too. She's like <laughs> making sure that I'm eating and preparing meals and stuff when I get home. So I, I run home after this and I like, I have something to eat quickly and then I'm like back up in the meeting room, you know, rehearsing my speech and yeah, she's helped me out loads and I think she's going to be happy too once this is all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I don't have to worry about him yeah. eating breakfast. She sat in for, the, for her first run through um, yesterday and she was, she was really stoked. She, nice. yeah, she said I did a really good job and all that work is hard is, is paying off and she was like, I saw her face light up when I, when she tasted the signature drink and she was like, wow, this is so good. And I was like, great. Awesome. That's, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, Derek has been taking some of that advice that Anne mentioned earlier, and he has a coach, Seth Taylor, the coffee roaster we heard getting very passionate about the cup placement. Now, Seth has a ton of experience being a coach, but it's still a lot of work for him. He was coaching two baristas, Derek and Gaia, a barista at Sorry Coffee Co. here in Toronto all the while running his new coffee roasting venture. So all that work, what's motivating him to be involved in barista comps? Um, so I've been through the competitions before as a coach mostly. I've never competed. Um, and I've helped with just coffee sometimes and with training sometimes. But I, I like to be more involved because it pushes me to be better and I get to learn a lot myself. Plus, it, I think it's one of the best ways you can really develop your career as a person in coffee nice besides that it's got to be like pretty sweet if someone wins using your coffee too right well i mean that's definite <laughs> definitely what we're all trying to do for sure but uh i think even making the finals is a is a pretty good achievement there's a lot of good competitors a lot of good roasters so yeah if i could get one or even possibly two people up in the top six that would be awesome yeah um so I feel like what it seems like is a lot of roasters kind of help. It's like one way to help get their name out there, right? Like by competing and having someone use their coffee. And if it does well, it's like a sweet notch in the belt, right? Definitely. It's one of the, one of the few, I guess. There aren't too many coffee competitions, but uh, one of the few ways you can get your name out there for sure. Nice. How are you feeling about Derek? Uh, I feel good about Derek. He's really... Uh, He's been putting really his heart into it. So he, he really, like, he loves his routine. He loves what he's saying. He loves the coffee. And so it's, it's kind of fun with him. He, he's putting himself out there, and he's putting himself on the line, and he's doing real well. So 
proud of him. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Nice. Um, what part of his presentation are you most like excited about or proud of? Uh, I think I'm just proud of Derek's execution in general. He's he hasn't been working bar for like a year, and it took him a while to kind of get his flow back. But just watching him move now and watching him do his routine, he's just got so much confidence, and it's really cool to watch. Um, how has the coaching experience been for you? Uh, it's been really good. Having two competitors has been a lot of work, but uh, it's been really interesting to see their different approaches and their different styles. Um, it's been really rewarding for sure, especially because Derek is a close personal friend of mine. So helping him through it and seeing how he's progressed has been pretty cool. Um, so you've, you've judged a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so do you feel like you, that was pretty useful in terms of helping them set up their routine? Definitely helpful. I mean, the rules always change in the competitions because they're fairly young competition and coffee's a fairly progressive industry. Um, so the rules kind of change all the time. So I always feel like maybe I could be a little better. Mm -hmm. But definitely having going, gone through the process of judging and training before is hugely helpful. Nice. Um, and then win or lose, how do you think you're going to feel coming out of this? Better if we win. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's been good. It's been good. I'm tired. I'm sort of ready for it to be done, but I'm also ready to go another day if that means we're in the finals. Nice. So the day for competition arrived, and I stood front row watching Derek set up. He looked pretty confident, focused, and in the zone. The judges walked in, and he All did right. his thing. Let's do it. Time. Hi, I'm Derek. As a barista... I'm always looking to be as consistent as I can on the bar. But what I love about specialty coffee are finding those moments of novelty within that consistency. For example, the coffee I'm going to share with you today is a Gesha varietal. Watching his performance, it looked like he was doing pretty well. No forgotten lines, confidence with a sprinkling of nerves thrown in there as expected. And then there was a little bit of commotion when he was pulling his espresso shot. Not overly noticeable for us in the audience, but you could tell the technical judges really dialed in and were trying to pay attention to what he was doing. That being said, he looked like he powered through. So I stole Derek after his routine to hear how it all went from his perspective. Okay, so okay. how did it go? There. Yeah. How did it go? Um, there were good and bad things that happened. Um, I... I feel like I gave a pretty confident performance. I and uh, I would say I was curious to know how I would react in that situation, and then I, I sort of, you know, I just took it and I went with it, and I felt good, which was, um, I mean, I was a little bit surprised by that, and also relieved because that was to me, I think going to be the biggest hurdle. And then what ended up being the, the, what I thought was going to be the, the easiest part was just pulling the shots and making the copies. I actually, I mucked that pretty bad. I, I hit the wrong button on the machine, which was meant to be a, uh, an auto rinse function. Did I tell you this? No. No, I haven't told you this yet. I think you told me you hit the wrong button. But I, I hit the wrong button. So it, immediately screwed up my second shot and I didn't I, I did what Seth told me to do which is don't think just just cut that shot and keep going so I cut the shot 
uh, and I started to repull it. And then um, what happened from there was that I lost track of my other shot, which went over, and then I had to redo that. So I redid two shots, and it kind of it disrupted me a little bit, but I was able to recover from it and continue on with the performance, but it set me back 30 seconds. Um, yeah, so I had some bad tech, but I mean, that's stuff that's maybe easily ironed out the next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then you were set back 30 seconds. Yes. Does that mean you went overtime? I went overtime. And I was still within my time. I could have, I could have rushed it a little bit more and been on time. Is what Seth sort of said. He's like, you know, I was wanting you to get going and you know move faster and stuff. But I, I also wanted to finish my performance for some odd reason. I think that was more important to me this time around. Hmm. It was kind of the thing that I, you know, had in my mind is I didn't really care how I was going to um, score. Uh, as a first competitor, I, I know that it's like hard to, you know, be in the top tier. So I just, I just went for a good, enthusiastic performance, and then, um, and then, yeah, I found out that afterwards I did care <laughs> how I scored, <laughs> even though I did give a good performance. I was like, well, yeah, it was good, but I wish that I would have nailed my copies too. It's the yeah. thing, like, I mean, you put so much into it. It's, yeah. I, I understand, like, going into it, you're like, this will be a good learning experience. But in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking, like, well, maybe this could go really well. Yes. Right? And now that, well, that part that's in the back of your mind. Especially after you give, like, a good intro, and then you're like, okay, set, good, let's go, let's, let's, let's get it done. And then, and then something goes wrong, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so now that you're sitting here after you finished your first ever breeze to comp. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the whole experience? Like, do you think you'd want to do it again? I do. Yeah, it, it was great. Um, what are my thoughts here? I, I was surprised by how welcoming everybody was and uh, how easygoing and friendly um, the other competitors were and it was great to really meet new people and and share a sort of similar stressful experience with them I think it brought us all closer together a little bit more and um, I was also surprised by some people that showed up to see my competition people that aren't even people that don't even drink coffee they like will come out and support you and that was that was cool and uh, I don't know, I kind of, it was kind of a thrill, to be honest with you, like being there and having a crowd watching you and stuff. I, you know, I, I say that I'm not a center of the room kind of person, but like when you're up there and you, you have free reign, it's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. So what are you going to take from this if you do it again next year? Well, I mean, even this year, I wish that I had like two more weeks to really hone my coffee chops a little bit better. I mean, I've been out of the game for a while. So, I mean, I haven't worked in a cafe on bar. Even when I was working in a cafe, I wasn't really regularly working on the bar. I was managing it, right? So I, you know, I had a million other jobs and I'm thinking, you know, next year, spending more time behind a bar and pulling shots again and talking to people, it might I mean, this was this has definitely finessed my chops a little bit, mm -hmm. for sure. I took some 
some like good systems away from this. Um, and yeah, I think that, uh, for next year I would just, I would use, now that I know how to budget my time for a competition, I would use two weeks just to get really comfortable pulling shots and making drinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just dumb mistakes, Sunil. And how to push the right buttons. And, uh. And yeah, and, and and sort of just taking a pause next time when, when you hit the machine from going from one to the other and just, okay, pause, remember what you're doing, okay, go. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just rushing in there and... <laughs> it's hard though, right? Like When you're timed, it's hard. Yeah, and yeah. then like, you're like, oh shit, I pushed the wrong button. I know, right? yeah, and then you react and you're like, uh-oh, no, no more problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you going to do now? Now that you're like free from competition uh, I got a I got a friend from out of town here actually who you just met and um, so we're gonna have some drinks I'm gonna nice. have I haven't had a drink in a while so I'm gonna definitely have a couple of those and I'm gonna move on from it I feel I'm 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 happy with the whole experience I'm glad I really I'm really glad that I did this and uh, yeah, I'm going to celebrate a little bit and then show up tomorrow for the finals and see who makes it through and yeah. So unfortunately, not exactly the result that Derek wanted because of a mispushed button. But it's still a step in the right direction. And as cheesy as this sounds, this experience will actually have some real life impacts on Derek. And she competed 5 times and although she never took the top spot, she learned a ton from her time as a competitor. Here's Anne. Yeah, you know what? I I feel a little shy to say this, but um, I think one of the things that I took away is that I actually like might know a little bit about what I'm talking about. And I had I sort of was given a new confidence and a new understanding of the depth of power that my voice can have in this industry. And uh sort of the fallout of people who have come up to me and said, it's so cool that you took this angle on it, or it's so exciting to hear a competitor finally address this, or, you know, I can't believe you talked about the language of coffee. I feel like that's something that we don't talk about enough. And um, yeah, and it was humbling. And I take it very seriously that people care about what I have to say when I'm up there. And um it seems to resonate with people in a way that is humbling and empowering. And I'm super grateful for it. I think that's the thing that shaped me the most. Cool. Yeah. Now to Cole Tarode, the man who has the rep of being the best barista in the country and the Canadian champ. His first competition was in 2011. So it took him seven years before he was able to get the top spot in the country. How did he persevere for seven years of competition? What would you say to someone who competed and then didn't win? What sort of advice would you tell them? Uh, depending on how you enjoyed the experience, get up and do it again. Um, you know, if you if you didn't enjoy it, don't don't feel like you need to do it again. But if you if you enjoyed being a part of the competition, be it a a competitor, or a judge, or just here in the room, I think uh, this is a competition that thrives off of people that want to be here and I think 
you know, we, we need more support to help grow this. So if you can be here and just a face in the crowd, amazing. If you can volunteer and do timekeeping or uh, judging or competing, amazing. I think the bigger the pool, the stronger we all are. So uh, come on down to the National Barista Championships. <laughs> yeah. It's the Calgary right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a better pitch than the Stampede. Um, sweet. So this was Derek Hammer's first competition experience. Definitely a wild ride and definitely helped explain that post-competition face I see so often. Thanks to him for bringing us along on his journey, and he'll actually be opening a coffee shop late September, early October here in Toronto. And as someone who has had the pleasure of trying his drinks, I can honestly say they were so dang delicious. The raspberry signature beverage that he used in competition was freaking magical. So give his new shop a follow on the gram to keep up with the updates at Hammer's Coffee. That is H-A-M-E-R-S Coffee. And also thanks to Seth Taylor, you can find him and more on his coffee roastery at Seth Taylor CBD on Instagram. Shout out to Ann Cumby for sharing her perspective on comp. You can find her on Instagram at Canon Ann and follow her new coffee business on the gram at Rep Coffee Solutions. Thanks to the 2018 and 2019 Canadian Barista Champ. Yes, Cole went on to defend his title and win the 2019 Canadian Barista Comp. He went on to represent Canada at the World's Competition, taking third place internationally, an insane accomplishment, doing Canada very proud. You can find him on Instagram at Torodeo, that's T-O-R-O-D-E-O. And you can find his coffee roasting company at Rosso Coffee Roasters. My name is Sunil Pabari of the Roasters Pack. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Slide into our DMs with your comments and feedback at the Roasters Pack. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring It Over. More episodes coming very soon, so please be sure to subscribe. Cheers, friends.